Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Talking at the Talon. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And this episode was Redux. Yes, which is a sort of not particularly... No, I was thinking that when I was just looking title. at the name. Like, it's a weird... But, alright, Weird sure. title. I but, mean, like, I guess there's stuff repeating, kind of. But, like, yes. it's not really super evocative. No. No. Um, so, yeah. So, there's... There's basically... Well, there's, like... There's the... Three plot lines in this episode, essentially, with, like, possibly a fourth. Yeah. I would say four. Four? Yes. Because <laughs> there's... There's, there's the, the main... Kents, there's the main there's the main plot line, there's the Kents, there's the Lana and the Lex. Yes. So Right. But like the Lex one is like sort of It's smallish. But like smallish the, the whole thing with the principal tiny. is like a running. Okay. Thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Um but yeah, like this episode is really buffy-ish. Super, like, really aggressively buffy-ish. Like more so than a lot of those, like, earlier... Yeah. Even more so than a lot of those earlier episodes where we're like, this is kind of... Although it's also, like, pretty good, so... Yeah. No, well, unlike some of those season one episodes that I it's think like wanted to be Buffy and Buffy weren't... Yeah. Imitation, right. like, sort of. Like, Buffy was not always great, like... Well, right. And but... and this was, I would, I would say this is... I mean, obviously Smallville never really reaches the level of, like, Buffy when it was really good. Right. But this is, like, on par with, like, a, like, average-ish Buffy episode. And, like, so so this is, like, Smallville when it's, like, good, sort of. Right, right. Um, But, yeah, so, like, the main plot is that there is this, well, it's school spirit week. Yeah, um, yeah. For which they are having, like, a concert at the Talon. That's yeah, unclear. No, it's um, weird. It's strange. Um, but but uh, Jules from Psych yes, uh, is a yes. recent transfer student. Named Christy. Yes. Um, and we start out with, like, a, the pool. Um, yeah. Which is, like, blatantly an excuse to be like, hey, Shirtless look at Tom Welling's chest. Because, yes. like, Christy is introduced by, like, telling Lana about how hot he is. Yes. Um. Um, also, Clark has very, very poor freeform, or freestyle form. I don't know. He just saying. He's not necessarily a swimmer, so that's fine. I know. I just... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um... It was, it was a thing that I noticed that seemed, that was distracting to uh-huh. me. <laughs> but yeah, and like, Lana's helping, helping Christy prepare posters and stuff for the school spirit, whatever. Right. Um, and... Christy, like, kisses her boyfriend, Troy, which yes. is, like, Christy and Troy are such, like, I don't know, something, something like, names, like, almost, high I was just, yeah. I was, it's, like, almost, like, high school musical-y. Right, right. But it's, like, just that whole kind of genre of, like, here's some high school kids, what are their names? Christy and Troy. Like, right. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, she kisses her, her boyfriend, Troy, and then he, like, they're all swimming, like, Clark and him. They're having a race and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Um, and then he starts, like, floundering, and, like, Clark goes to pull well, him up. Well, he starts to drown, right. so he starts to sink down right. to the bottom of the pool. And Clark goes and pulls him out, and then when they, like, 
haul him out. Clark brings him to the side of the pool, and when they haul him out and turn him over, all of a sudden he's super old! Yes, and also dead. I mean, also that. Yes, but yeah, he's like an old man. Yeah, so that's like the main plot, which is like, it turns out that she... uh, She's been doing this since the 1920s? Yes, the 1920s. And she, like, Chloe investigates this because they, like, attribute it to, like, Sudden onset progeria. progeria right. Which, progeria. Sure not how that works. Progeria is the thing that shows up in like tons of television <laughs> yeah. shows like this. And I feel like it is like not at all. Like nobody actually on no. television uses that, even remotely, how it actually works like, in real life. I'm sure there is a thing where you can, have, like, your aging can be fucked up, but it's never like within seconds. No. You know? Like, no, that's not. It's, <laughs> no, yeah. it's uh, no. Um, nope. Nope. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she she finds us through her contact with the Emmy's office, who is apparently Smallville's only goth. Yes! Um, I, that was a nice touch. Yeah. There were a lot of really, like, nice, like, little good lines in this episode. Right, right. Um, that, that Which, like... Which, by the way, I believe that Chloe has... A contact in the Emmy's office, who's like the town's only goth, who's probably yeah. like nineteen years old. Right. Like I believe that way more than she has contacts in the Emmy office at in Metropolis. In Metropolis yeah, right. Which was mentioned in an earlier episode, and we took issue with at the time. Right. No, I yeah, like that. There's like a intern at the Smallville Emmy that right. she can like get info from. Makes sense. Right. To me. Right. So yeah. So, so yeah, she, she she's like looking into it. She like they. The progeria angle they think is not what it is because, like, duh. Right. Um, then, like, this other guy, uh, Christy kills this other guy who is. Who is, like, Troy's best friend. Right. Who she does this, like, weird thing where she's, like, sort of seduces him by being, like, I wanted to talk to you because I know you were close to Troy. Yeah, and no, like, and it's very, like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, then he's all oldened and yep. dead also. Yep. Um, um, and then Chloe looks, like, Clark yeah. points out that, like, he saw... He saw Christy, but with both of those guys right before it happened. Yeah, and so uh, Chloe looks into it, and she figures out... She finds these cases of, like, three... It's, like, clusters of three every... Yeah, every ten years. Ten years, I think. I think yeah. it's ten years. Um, um, going back to 1920. Right, and finds, and like, that she, she always like, has a slightly different name, but, like, the yeah. she finds the class pictures. No, there's a great... They only show the pictures from 1990 and 1980, but the 1981 is, is amazing. Great. <laughs> no, it's, they did Maggie Lawson up all, like, uh, like, ridiculous 80s, and it was... Yeah, no, I mean, like, believable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was great. But, yeah, so she... She then, like... The 90s one is also very 90s. She, yes. like... She has like a like nineties little flippy haircut and like a black turtleneck. Yeah. Like Um But she but yeah. yeah, she so she's there's also been a couple scenes with her and the new principal, who we'll talk more about yes. later. Um where the principal is like says he needs he doesn't have school records from her last school and he needs to like talk to her parents and stuff. Right. Um it becomes pretty clear that she like does not does not have, have parents. parents, yeah. Um so yeah, she says she says he can meet them before the uh the school spirit whatever thing at the talent. Yes. Um and then like instead she's going to I guess I guess she's going to do the de-aging thing to the principal, although it seems like that wouldn't work because he's not teenaged. No, I mean That's a little bit confusing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I guess she could get, like, some rares out of him, and if she needs to do it in threes, but, yeah, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's sort of unclear if yeah, that's the deal. Yeah, Exactly. But then, like, Clark shows up, and, like, uh, she gives this little speech about how, like, high school are the best years of anyone's life. And right. And she's, like, giving these kids a gift by killing them because they... You know, she's, she's just like they just she's cutting off their life after the best years right, are over, right? So or whatever, yeah, um, yeah. So like it's basically like what was I just thinking? It's it's mm-hmm. it's a combination of two Buffy episodes, kind of. Ah, uh? um, like the one where people were rapidly aged by being sent to a hell dimension at the beginning. I want to say of season three, and the earlier episode where there's the like. The witch whose mom switches places with her. So okay, I remember that, that one. You haven't seen the I later must, one. I must have seen the later one, but I can't remember. Yeah. But no, it, it's especially really reminiscent of that one with the witch whose mom sure. like, yeah, yeah, no, like, like, steals her body to go to high school. That's a really good yeah. point. It's like super, especially with the like, she's like a peppy cheerleader right. thing. Right. And like, yeah, no, definitely. Um, definitely. It takes a lot of cues from that Buffy episode. You're totally right. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, and then, I don't know, Clark, like, prevents her from doing anything, and she is getting older and older, and they do this thing where there's, like, a rotating mirrored cube that's oh, set up for the party. it's a terrible effect. And, like, she's, like, looking into it, and every time the cube comes around, the, her face looks older, and then she, like... Falls yeah. down. She and falls like, down and like she's a skeleton, but she sort of dissolves. It's it's a really bad bad oh, effect. It's a. Um, but basically, she. Although I do want to point out in the scene leading up to this, um, I even pointed out while we were watching the episode that um her old age makeup yeah, her that old they age do was, was actually like worse. Well, it was it was surprisingly good for yeah. like TV with like the like yeah. budget that I think they, it was when like, they started to do it with CG that it. Yeah, awful, no, right. Just the makeup. Definitely, definitely. Uh, because old age makeup, z- you know, they've been doing that in special effects for like years and years, whereas CGI in 2002 was like on television budget. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then she she dissolves into dust like a Buffy a la vampire. Buffy vampires, yes. Um, but so yeah, the other thing that like about this is that, like, she's been doing this since 1920, and they they offer absolutely no explanation nope. as to how. Nope. Nope. This is, again, another one of those episodes where the Freak of the Week like is it, not, yeah, does not, not have meteor, meteor powers, just magic powers from question mark origin. No, and it's, like, even more so than than any other thing, I think, because at least mm, with, like... At the Adam Brody episode... Yeah, that's true. But they at least gave us, like, the thing is, those justifications were, like, they were, like, it's an accident and it's justified by, like... That's it's, true. It's, they it's, didn't... It's, like, bullshit. They it's, didn't like, even attempt to offer an explanation. They didn't give any explanation. No. No. They didn't even attempt to try. Yeah. So, like, that's just... I don't know. You can just do that, I guess. Yep. Or she could, for some reason. She is... She is just magical. Right. For reasons? Reasons. Yeah. But honestly, like... For being the main plot, that's relatively little. Like, there's so many plots right. in this episode. No, there are, um, and they're all fairly tied together. No, that right. They're, like, thematically linked. Yes. Um, um, so, yeah, that's, like, relatively little screen of the actual runtime of that episode is the is main the, plot. Yeah, the A plot, the Freak of the Week plot. Right. Um. um so, yeah, so that's kind of that thing. That's it. Yep. 
Um, the other things are... Okay, so the Kent's plot is probably the one that's, like, yeah. the next, like, the B-plot. So, yeah, there, um, there's a scene early in the episode where they, like, are... They introduce that, like, the Kent's are having financial trouble again. Yep. Um, they also establish that Martha is, like, selling baked goods to the Talon. Yes. Um... And, there's and really... also some other, like, convenience stores and Did stuff. they mention that? They were yeah. making plans for it, at least. Right, um, right. She's yeah. selling them to... She was saying she got orders from, like, a couple of okay, places. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, there's actually, like, I really like the, like, yeah. detail in the background where she's taking a pan out of the oven with, like, uh, oven mitts on and Clark just, like, grabs it from her. Yeah, like, Clark is walking hands. by and she just hands it to him and he's got his bare hands and he just, like... Takes it out and, like, sets it down. Like, and I, those, like, I little... love that. Yeah, I no, love it. it's, like, it's, like, not... I mean, it's obviously, like, it's really easy to do in right, filming and stuff, but it just creates a, a sense of reality. subtle little detail yeah. that's very, like, that reminds us, even when they're, like, Clark is just participating in this, like, fairly normal, like, family discussion right. where like his parents anything, are talking like, about. His, this whole scene has nothing to do with his powers. Right, but it's just but, a, a yeah. really nice, cute, like, and I feel like that is kind of, like, Smallville at its best, you know? Yeah, no. And I really, like, yeah. It's, like, the, the more, like quote-unquote human moments. Yeah. yeah. But, like, no, where it's, true. like, but but Clark, you know, just, like, little subtle reminders that, like, yeah, I don't know. I it's a, It was a good moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Martha's baking muffins and things, and... But, yeah, uh, Jonathan's going over, like, some papers, and they're having financial troubles. They're, like, behind on a bunch of bills. Yeah. Um, and so Martha finally says, like, well, we could always ask my father. And Jonathan has, like, a very negative reaction to that and, like, yeah, shuts it down, it's basically. It's kind of awkward. And, like, Clark is talking about this to various people through the episode, like, that he never, he's never met, uh, his grandfather. His grandfather. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is his only, like, a living grandparent, presumably. Well, I mean, uh, we never hear anything about Jonathan's parents. We do, do though. We? But I think they must be dead. Okay. Um, but they, like, they would have lived, you know, they owned that farm. Oh, okay, so, sure. Yeah. No, makes sense. Um, and then, I don't know, we have to assume this, Martha's mom is dead based on this. Sure. That seems the most reasonable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, he says he's never, like, met his, his grandfather, and, like, Jonathan tells him this story of how he went to ask for Martha's hand, which is whatever. Okay, so this um, entire plot in this episode um, is, like, the Kent's plot. Yeah. It's basically, like, it's it's a race between Martha's father and Jonathan over who can be the shittiest person. No, and just I have dope. to say, neither of them come off real well in this, but, like, in my mind, Jonathan is way, way worse. Like, way Jonathan worse. Is, Jonathan is worse in his interactions with, with, in, yeah, probably. But in every way, in my opinion. Yes. But it, but the, the scene, the scene, like, the one scene where we really got an extended discussion between Martha and her father was, like, really annoying. No, absolutely. Like I, like I said, yeah. neither of them come off well here. No. But, so basically, the the crux of it is, so, like, yeah, Jonathan, or Martha's father is, like, a corporate lawyer from Metropolis. Yeah. And he basically does not think that Jonathan, I mean, it's kind of classist. No, it definitely is. But, like... Yeah, basically he's like, you know, oh, you're just, like, a, you know, poor farmer and you can never, like, properly provide for my daughter. No. Um, I mean, which is shitty. It is shitty. Uh, and also, it's shitty, No, the, like, thing, the thing with, like, with when he was talking to Martha, he was like, you could have, like, 
you could have gone to any law school you wanted. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure if she had wanted to be a lawyer, she would have done that. Right. But presumably she did not. So, right. you know. Right. Yeah. But then, I don't know. I mean, like, probably this is my own bias because I'm like, you know, I literally cannot imagine no. why anybody would ever, ever voluntarily choose Jonathan and a life of being a, like, farmer's housewife, basically. Like, I, so yeah. part of it is yeah. probably my it's, bias that I'm like, I'm like, right. well, yeah, that makes sense because she literally condemned herself to hell. Like, that is actually... No. But the thing is, like... My idea of hell. It's so... It's... Part of this is my bias. Yeah. And I'm like, and it yeah, is. he has reasonable... I mean, no. No. Martha is an adult and she can make those decisions for herself right. and she should be allowed to make those decisions right. for herself. That said... And I, I have a hard time with the, like... To, I mean, like, I, I, and the I thing personally is, like, wouldn't want to go live on a farm, but I can imagine that there are people who do, and, like, if sure, but the thing that, about it like, is that, like, it's awful, and I don't imagine, I can't imagine wanting to marry him. Exactly. Him, but. Well, and the thing about that is that, like, to, if, if Martha seemed, like, 100% of the time, no. like, genuinely happy, but, like, she's, like, taking classes, and, like, then, like, goes to work for Lionel, and Jonathan is like, ooh, like, I don't like you doing that, and I'm like, I just, and then, like, her father comes back and, like, brings up the fact that, like, she, you know, did great in school and, like, could have gone on to, like, actually do a, like, yeah. you know, actual career. And I'm just, I'm so, I guess I don't, based on what they've shown us, I don't feel comfortable being, like, this is definitely, like, you know. No, right. Well, it's, it's, it's a writing problem. I mean, it's, like. Yeah, like, the thing is, the thing is, I think we are. They intend for us to believe that this is, like, 100% like what Martha chose, and she's really happy with it, and, like, whatever. Yeah. And, but, like, and, I don't actually believe that based on what they've shown no, us of Martha. No, it's a little bit tricky. It, it's because, um, yeah, it's, but it's, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah. No, it's, like, it's, like, hard to, it is harder because we do see, like, Jonathan kind of, like, being controlling. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and I'm just, shitty. I loathe like, Jonathan yeah. so much, and I, like, at least her father, when he's saying this stuff, like, it genuinely seems to, I mean, like, setting the, like, classist bullshit yeah. aside, like, it genuinely seems to come from a place of, like, he cares about his daughter and, like, wants I mean, the best true. for her. Although and, like, a lot of Jonathan's controlling stuff, I do not no. see that at all. Like, um, but but the but the thing about like the conversation he has with her, where he's like specifically like he wants her to take over his firm, is like he obviously oh, yeah, has no. like a very specific no, no, plan no. for her, and he's angry that she deviated. From like that. I said, so he's, nobody's coming yeah. off smelling like roses here. Like, it's all it's all kind of bad. Certainly. It's all kind of bad. But yeah. yeah, it is. It is hard. Like the writing makes this kind of hard to like be like. It's eh. it's I and it's also like the story. The story uh, is that like this guy, you know, when he when Jonathan went to to talk to him. This guy was a dick to him, but then Jonathan punched him, which is yeah. like, if you're the so, first person to throw a punch. Well, okay, so first of all, first of all, the story is, Jonathan went to Martha's father to ask for her hand in marriage. Number one, fuck you, I will never be on your side for that, and yeah. this is, again, my bias, but, like, anybody, you know, this is not, a, like, they didn't get married in, like, 19-fucking-50, and certainly not in, yeah. like, 1890, you know? Like, this is not... Sure. No, it was probably, what, like, the 80s, you know, presumably? Yeah, 80s somewhere. Like, you, you should not be going to her father and asking for her hand. Fuck you! Fuck you! 
I'm, I feel very strongly about this issue. <laughs> like, I will literally, like, never be on your side unless the other person is, like, basically, like, you know, committing war crimes, essentially. You know, like, that's, I fucking, I, this is a, this is a hot button issue for me. No, I feel very strongly about this. So one, fuck you forever, Jonathan. Um, then her father says, Basically uh, some classes. Basic, basically some classes bullshit, which is not great. Um, and Jonathan, in response, punches him. Right. Which so, is like, that's, uh, not, that's such a, like, immature, her, shitty, like, right. bad so, handling of things. Unbalance here. Yeah. Unbalance. Her father, some classist bullshit. Jonathan, fuck you, like, um, to hell and back. Yeah. Uh, no. Jonathan comes off way, way worse there, in my opinion. Um. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. Like, Clark is, the whole well, plotline is, like, Clark is trying to, like, mediate between them, which right. I kind of... Well, and, and so, I guess I get the impulse, Okay, so like, here's the thing, and here's the thing that comes out later in the episode, is that basically it turns out that part of the reason that Martha has become entirely estranged from her father is not necessarily because of that, but because when they adopted Clark... Yeah, he um, couldn't... He wanted to come visit when, when Clark was very young, but Clark yeah. wasn't in control of his powers, powers right? Didn't necessarily trust this guy. I like basically. Uh, I think, and and here's the thing: there is no situation where I do not believe that Jonathan was the driving force there. No, although I kind of also do think like, it like makes I, sense. No, the thing is like to choose. Not the thing to is that like guy, right guy with this particular. I, thing. I completely understand where they're coming from, but I absolutely, in no circumstances. Do not be- like. Do not believe anything but Jonathan was the driving force behind that decision. And and from Martha's father's point of view, so he yeah, he doesn't he, he was they can't tell him anything about why right they can't so. tell him anything about why. So from his point of view, he was never cool with his daughter marrying this guy. He didn't approve of him, and then basically. This guy was the driving force behind Martha alienating herself. Yeah. And, 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 uh, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Disowning. Um, basically, like, disowning her family. And, uh, so, if I were him, I'd also be like, fuck you, Jonathan. Yeah. Like, like, that's fucking awful. It's fucking awful. Yes. Sorry. We understand. No, sorry, I'm talking about specifically the, like, the... No, the, I know. The, like, um, controlling stuff about, like, yeah. disowning, so, but, like, you know, okay. estranging her from... I don't know, life. the thing is, like, he he doesn't, like, neither of them make any real effort, like, at any stage of no. this. No, nope. um, And, like, when, when Clark comes to, goes to his grandfather and is like, here, look at these family pictures. Yeah, no, he he's also fucking looking no, look he's, at them. Oh, he's totally a dick about that. Yeah. Absolutely, no question. Um, so yeah, it's just whatever. But, like, yeah, the thing that Clark takes away from that at the end of, like, finding out about, like, how he was a part of that was, like, this is my fault, which is, like, buddy, No. Like, Honey. you really, really need to learn the difference between things that happened because of a thing that has to do with you and things that are actually your fault. Right. I mean, it's very, very, like, you know, child of divorce right. blaming themselves kind of but thing. But also, like, he says that. Like, he's, he, it's really, he says that to both of his parents and neither of them are like, uh, no. You know? Like, they right. don't really make any no, there's to be like, st- don't stop it. There's a lot of questionable parenting all around. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know why they kind of, like, like, 
they have all these discussions, like, with him right there, and, like, he's, it's, I feel like most parents would, like, try to yeah, kind of no. limit his access to, like... Usually the Kents are, like, actually pretty good parents, you know, like, despite that way, yeah, other right. stuff, and like, but it's, like, it's, like, kind super of weird when Jonathan episode. has this terrible argument with his grandfather and Clark is standing there the whole time, you Ugh, know? Like, God. that's not how, no. that's not how people normally try and, like, no. deal with that when they're, like, reasonable... Right. In, a, in the way that, like, they usually are. Right, so, right. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know, like, Clark ends this episode telling Lana that, like, he's going to try to find a way to get to know his grandfather. Mm-hmm. I think that should probably go on the drop plot threads list. Yeah. Because I don't remember that coming up a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, on the one hand, it doesn't necessarily... No, do. although I suppose he says he's, he's, he's like, I'm going to try and do something about this. Right. And I don't think he really does. does. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and especially like once he's in Metropolis, like that's right. kind of. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, and it does, it does sort of seem like Martha wants more, although like, mm-hmm. it's also like, she is an adult who is like negotiating her own compromises about some of yes. that stuff. But like yeah. But and you know, she ends up being a senator, so Yep. That's good, I guess. Um Team Martha Forever. Uh yeah, so that's pretty much that plot line, which is Ugh. just like yeah, it's Ugh. it's I Yeah. And then, I had and then, some yeah. I had some strong feelings about this. Yeah, plot we line. noticed. I know. I'm um, sorry. I just uh oh, yeah. God, it I, also it also ends with, with um, his his grandfather gives Clark a check to give to Martha, so they do like have that check at the end. If yeah, they, and it's a cashier's right. check, so like right. he says, like you know, they can you can, check it you can cash it at any time. You know, like it's not like right if they cash it in two years, like he's like holding that money. Yeah, over there, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's already cleared. It's a cashier's check. So yep. Um. So yeah, that's that thing. Um. And then there's like Bonna's plotline, which is that she's, like, cleaning out a thing in the Talon. Yes. And she finds these pictures of her mom and some guy she doesn't know. Yes. Uh, like, pretty clearly on a date. Right. Um, and, uh... And according to the date, it's after her parents were married. Right. Although, like, they were... She was acting like the date on the back of these, like, photos was, like, definitely when they were taken, but, like... Pretty sure that's when yeah, they were developed. With, with photos like that, it should be when they were developed, and you never know how long people wait. Yeah, because it wasn't like developed. the it wasn't the like burned in text on the right. on the front. It was like on the back. Yeah, which um, would be when they were developed. But generally. yeah, she asks her aunt about it, and her aunt doesn't really tell her anything. Nope. Um, and then she like goes to Lex, which actually is a little bit weird because like it seems like she could go to Chloe. Yes. Um. But whatever. She asks Lex to, I guess, hire someone to... Or just to, to yeah, yeah. To, to get somebody to look into right. it. Um, and he gives her this information. Uh, well, first of all, he gives her a little lecture about Pandora. Yep. Which is, like, a little bit needlessly uh, overwrought for, like, the basic yeah. concept he is trying to convey, but very, you But know, it's, it's yes. within the, yes. like, it makes sense it for Relix's yes. characterization. Yes, and it does. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he comes back with this, with this file that she waffles about opening for a little bit. Yeah. But, um, it turns out that this guy, like, her parents had almost gotten divorced, uh, and were like separated. They were legally like, separated for a year. Right. Um 
And during that time, her mom probably dated this guy. And, yeah. like, also, she, Lana was born right after, after they got back together. Yeah. So, like, this dude is probably her dad. Yeah. Um, so it ends on sort of a dramatic, like, my father could still be alive. Right. By which she means her biological right. father. Um, yes. Which I also feel the, no- feel the need to note that this guy is also white. Like, yeah. the actors playing her parents. Because yep. we are... No, we're just 100% pretending, pretending Lana's white. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is... I don't know. I found, like, with my being invested in Lana, I actually found some of that a little bit interesting. Yeah. From I, a character perspective. I, did, I actually kind of thought this was kind of the most interesting plot line in this episode. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I know where this goes, and it doesn't really... It doesn't go somewhere good. It doesn't really... It just kind of circles around for a little bit and then, like, drifts off into nothingness. Yeah. But, like, but I, I really liked when The she way was, it's yeah. presented in this episode. Yes. I, I really liked when she was talking about how, like, she, she has this image of her parents, um, you know, and, like, now there's something that could maybe destroy that image, but, like, maybe right. just by having doubts... It's already, it's already been, been destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, right. Because I think that's actually a really interesting, like, if, if, the, if that could be explored more, the idea that, like, of this image that she has that's so important, but that obviously isn't really based on much right. in the way of reality. Right. Um, yeah, and I don't know, like, it's, I don't know, in a lot of ways, a lot of the time Lana seems, like, honestly really self-aware. In a way, most of the characters on this show aren't. Yeah, well, it's kind of awkward because, like, some of that is, like, the way that the writers just have the characters, like, kind of be like, this is the problem I'm having in my psychological... Right, but the but, thing like, is yeah, that, like, most makes, of the other characters don't Lana, do that. Mostly. It works Well, the for thing Lana. is, like, yeah, the thing is, like, I think some of the other characters, like, Clark is mostly kind of oblivious to a lot of stuff, but then, like, occasionally has a line where he's, like, way too aware, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, but then, the, but then, but then that like, feels, like, yeah, yeah, then that feels, like, inconsistent, like, bad characterization. Right. Whereas, more, like, it yeah. actually makes sense for Lana, that, like, yeah. she's a person who's, like, actually pretty self-aware, and is just, like, quiet about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I did actually, like... Yeah, I, mean, I, I just because I know that this leads to nothing, I can't really say that I like liked this because I'm just thinking about it leading to nothing. Right, but like, right. Yeah. But I haven't the seen those episodes done, yet, and like... I definitely found this, I think, the the best plot line of this episode. Um, I would say the Lex one was also good, but mostly that was just like infuriating because the principal's a dick. Yeah. Well, so like, yeah, the thing, the Lex plot line is like, uh, Lex gives Clark a ride to school, which there's like a really cute. Yeah. Thing where like Clark, he's like, I'm, I'm okay. So first of all, yeah, he's he's at the Talon and Lana and Clark are there, and he's like, I Which, can give you a ride. Clark goes to the Talon before school. No, right. What time schools, does their school start school at? Start high school starts so early. Our school started at seven thirty in the morning like to get up early, and this is not how anything works. Um, are they there at like seven? And there's like people, right? And it's like, no, no, no. In this um, small town? Yeah, I don't know. No. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, Lex offers to give them a ride. Lana says she has the first two periods free. Um, I had late start. Although, I mean, she's a sophomore. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I had a late start, certainly, uh, junior and senior year. I think I had... No, I had to be there for second period, because that's when concert band was, but... 
Otherwise, I, I probably would have. That seems really weird to me, but I don't know, I guess. The, I guess the only reason it seems weird to me is because she's a sophomore. Yeah. It would be, it would make more sense if she was an upperclassman who'd, like, finished a bunch of, a bunch of required yeah. classes yeah. already. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's very helpful if she's running a coffee shop. Right, um, right. But, yeah, and then Clark is like, oh, I was just going to run, and Lex is like... I don't think you can run faster than my Porsche. Yeah. And Clark just kind of makes a face. Yeah. It's, it's cute. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Lex. Uh, yeah, specifically him- the way Lex is like, can you run faster yeah. than my Porsche or whatever. And it's whatever. Like teasing, but like a little bit pointed. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and no, it's. it's- yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's great. Um. Yeah, so like Lex gives him a ride and they show up and like Principal is there closing a physical gate to like the parking lot. Right. Like not a like it's like a gate that you could step over. But, right. Like, yeah. Um well I mean it just means that like cars that car can't can, right. get in. Um but so yeah and then he's like gets on Clark's case for being late. And he also says like from now on like he implies that from now on if you're late you have to not come to school that day, which is like uh, not no. no. That's not how being tardy works and also it's stupid. No. Um, I mean if he, he later says if it happens again you'll get a detention, which right. is in fact right. how being detention. tardy works. Yes, but not like oh you're late your punishment is you can't go to school today. Yeah. Like um <laughs> uh, no, pretty pretty sure that's not how that one works. Um but yeah, so like he's Lex comes up to try and, like, talk to him, the principal, and say that it's his fault, which, like, it isn't. Yeah. Because um, uh, he probably drove stupid fast, and Clark uh, right. would have been late anyway. Yes. I mean, like, I guess Clark was panning to super speed, but, yeah. like, he would probably, I imagine, have been okay. running it close anyway. He was only late all the time four anyway. minutes late. Yeah, no. That's... That's also, like, yeah, whatever. Um, But... Yeah. Although, um, in my experience, you were more likely to get written up for being in the halls when you were four minutes late than when you were, like, 20 minutes late. Hmm. I know from experience. Because I used to, like, I could, sure. I could, you know, if I was like, okay, I just, I'm already, like, I missed half of first period, so now I won't get written up for being late if I missed all of first period and just show up in the passing time between first and second period. And also, if I go in the one door where they hadn't barricaded off and we're writing everybody up, it's, yeah, I had to sneak in. But if I could do that, then I would, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. But so, like the the principal like has a history with Lex and is really like obviously hostile to him. Yes, um, like way hostile and starts treating Clark badly. Right. So he like, like immediately in that right, first yes. scene. And yeah, he Clark calls Clark into his office later. Well, so they they. First of all, they, he's talking about the principal with Chloe, which, like, I do feel like their talk, he's, Clark being, like, he's a hard ass is not really accurate. What's mm. accurate is that he was, like, unnecessarily mean to Clark, but his, like, general policies are not actually that, like, strict or anything, it doesn't no. sound like. But whatever. Um, I mean, if if you're tardy, aside from yeah. the, then I won't let you into school No, thing. that doesn't make sense. But, but like, if like, you're tardy again, like, you get a detention, like, that's not actually yeah, that's, strict. That's, that's like how normal. school works. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he, I mean, uh, I guess he wasn't particularly lenient, no. but also, like, it's not like... No, it's pretty normal. It's not what I would call a hard ass. No. Um, but yeah, Chloe, like, has looked him up and found that he 
used to be like has a good degrees from fancy schools and used to like he's got a phd in education from columbia i'm pretty sure is yes what she i think said. that's what she said um and and she used like, to like be ahead of headmaster of like various prep schools in like in like europe, europe and right so the point is he's crazy overqualified yes. to be the principal then, of like, a small of a like the high school and small he thing. stopped working like whatever years ago it was when Lex was 14. Right. Um, and and Cause he was, has just now started Yeah, headmaster there. of the prep school yeah, that Excelsior. Lex was at. Yep. Um, so yeah, like, Lex talks about how he actually kind of, like, liked him as a headmaster. Yes. Um, and that he thought he was, like, tough but fair and, like, challenged him, which is yeah. all pretty vague, but sure. Um, vague but works no, and makes sure. sense in the context. Um... But yeah, uh, the principal calls Clark into his office and, like, gets on him for being lazy and being late all the time and not doing extracurriculars. Yes. Which, uh, I can't watch this now without thinking of the scene. Yeah, in in Switch. uh, Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about during that scene, where, yeah, in that fic where Clark meets with the principal and Clark and Lex Lex as Clark Clark is like, with all due respect, like, I... Have do you know do you know how many hours of chores I have right. like to help run my family farm? Because like yeah, like being late, sure, but like the extracurriculars thing is definitely like he he does have a job, basically. Also, that's not a fucking thing a principal would no. care about. Like at most you're guidance counselor would yeah. express like vague concern. I mean, to be fair, this is a much smaller school than okay. we experience. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But still. And, like, uh, and the possibly, possibly at a prep school also okay, fine. used to being more kind of involved in that way, but Yeah, he depending. just, he seems, he's, no, he's so he's, involved in, like, students' lives that it's like... Well, yeah, I mean, that's clearly just, like, a plot I know that's a plot thing, device, but, but it, it is a little bit weird. It seemed ludicrous to me. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he assigns Clark to write an essay about where he's going to be in five years. Oh my years. god. Uh, but yeah, then Lex goes to meet him, and, like, Lex has paid for, like, given some kind of donation to the school. Right. And, like, basically, he just, like, asks the principal to, like, stop hassling Clark for being friends with him, which yes. is honestly, like, a fair, fair request. Yeah. Like, because that's a dickish thing to do. It's very, like, um, I keep coming up with, like, Professor Snape comparisons. Yeah, like, this guy is, this guy seems, like, otherwise probably fine. Right. Um, but, like, whereas it's that Snape whole thing- is, like, an abusive, awful teacher to literally everyone. Well, except yes. Except for, like, people he favoritizes, I guess. Right, right. Um, but, like, but the thing is that, like, like, but, it's, it's that same sort of thing. But it is that kind of, like, of I'm thing. holding a grudge against you for, like, as- associations that you- That you have, yeah. No. really, like, yeah, that's dumb. Um, it's super dumb. Yeah, and he tries to, like, the principal, like, gives Clark a bunch of bullshit in that first scene about, like, about, like, a man can be measured by, like, who he associates with or right. whatever. And, and it's just, like, like... He's a teenager and he's friends with somebody that you have a grudge... Like, it turns out that he he has the his whole deal with Lex right. is that, like, Lex... There was an incident where Lex almost got expelled, not expounded on in this episode. Yes. Um, And after that, like, Lionel... Uh, Lionel came and basically, like, fixed it by, like, making a huge donation to the school with the conditions that Lex not get expelled and, and they fire the principal. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I 
think it seems from that episode like Lex didn't even know that happened. Right. Um. So like, yeah, and Lex was fourteen, and like it does seem like pretty harsh on this dude to be holding a grudge against Lex for right. that too. Like because like Lionel's a dick, but like that was not you know right. Like it's not like Lex was like fucking fourteen. He didn't right. ask his father to do that. Yeah. So that was that thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that's. That's pretty much it. Yes. So, I mean, Lex evilness rating in this episode. Zero or one? I'm gonna say one, although it's a really light one. It's a real light Uh, one. But, like, for some stuff, like the scene where, like, Lex is talking to the principal and Lex says, like, I think you're kind of responsible for the- partly responsible for the man I am today. And the principal says, like, I'm not sure if I want that burden. Yeah. That's clearly, like, riffing. Like, the thing about that is it's, like, that's a really shitty thing to say to Lex, like, actually in context, because Lex has not done anything. Right. Um, No, he's totally innocent here. But, like, it only really works as a line because of because we know know that he is actually going to be evil. Right. The sort of, like, dramatic irony here. So, yeah. I mean, I guess... But I think one is... Yeah. Well, I mean, and also the fact that he, like, Tries to get him to start being nice to Clark by, like, making a donation to the school. I suppose, although it's not, like, much. Again, it's really (laughs) light one. Yeah. But it is, like... Yeah. He does more here than, like, purely just 100% be totally innocent or whatever. So... Yep. No, and so, yeah, Lexi Illness is one. Uh, okay, there so... There are three student deaths in this episode. Okay, well, there are definitely two student deaths. How do we want to count Chrissy? She's a student, and she dies. Okay. Okay. Like, she was part of their class, you know? She was. She was but I mean, student, she transferred but, like, it, but... still. Yes. Okay. So, three student deaths. Yeah. Three deaths. No. Nothing else. Nope. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, so the thing is, like, that these plotlines, like, this did feel like a coherent episode, like, partly because it was just, like, put together well. Right. And partly because, like, they were actually, like, all sort of about things from the past coming up yes. to... Like, <laughs> there's a there's a, a scene in, in... Okay, so the questions I have actually about the principal are not, yes. like... Are, is, like, why he is now working at this specific high school. Yes. Um, um which is... Like, is Smallville the only place he could get a job after being disgraced from being... After having his reputation ruined right, or whatever? Right, but, like, also, like, if he can only get a job at a small-town high school, fine. But why this small-town high school? Narrative convenience? And also, why did he wait whatever years? Uh, that I have no answer to. Um, And apparently the writers do not either. Um, but yeah, there's this, in the scene, uh, like, where Lex walks into his office, um, he picks up a, there's a copy of The Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, oh, right. says a thing of, like, Interesting choice of reading. It's about like a, a man who's pa- who's who passed by comes, his, comes best back, come to, back ha- to haunt him, yeah. right? Which um, the thing about that is that is a summary of the plot of the Count of Monte Cristo from the point of view of the villain of the Count of Monte Cristo, which I actually kind of love. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't read it, but I've seen 
adaptations of it. Right. I think that it's told, it's told from the point of view of the, the titular character. Right. Who is a person seeking revenge. Right. Um, so he, pe- think he goes and haunts people from his past. Yes. That's, yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's an interesting way <laughs> of framing that story. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, I, I actually kind of No, it's like. kind of clever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Which, you know, especially clever for the Smallville writers. Right, So, you know. But yeah, that also kind of ties into, like, you know, there's this is, like, Clark being kind of, like, his family's past, trying to deal with it, and Lana with her, you know. Yeah. And, like, this thing from Lex's past coming back. Yeah. Um, The thing is, like, actually the main plot is the least tied into that. Like, it's kind of conceptually on that level, like... But, like, it's really kind of talking about a totally, like, the, the whole, like, high school is the best time of your life. Right. Idol, idolization thing is really a different issue. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's a pretty good, fun episode on the whole. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think we are possibly, by this point, into... I'll let you know if I recognize anything from here up, but we may or may not have hit the point in where season two really where seen. I didn't watch past originally. Gotcha. Okay. So, Rex this week. Yeah, so we've just got one Rex. Uh, I went looking, after we were talking about how much we liked the Lana plotline yeah. this episode, I went looking for stuff that kind of dealt with that, and the fic I found isn't, like, super about that, although it does deal with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the, the girl who stayed by Sageness. And the premise is that, that Lana... Um, the premise is that Lana, like, that Clark and Lex are dating, it's season two set, and that, like, Lana finds them and, sure. like, has to deal with that, but it also involves a lot of other stuff, kind of just dealing with, like, Lana's reactions to various things in the first and second season, up to a little bit past this point when, when Nell moves to Metropolis sure, and Lana moves sure. in with Chloe. Yeah, and just, I haven't read this, um, it's... It's, pretty long. Yeah, it's kind of like, long. It's like almost thirty k, but um, but just based on like what Alex has said and the the looking at the header, like I'm, this looks pretty great. I'm like definitely gonna have to check this out. Yeah, and it's tagged Lana Chloe. It's I guess maybe kind of Lana Chloe pre splash sure. in that like it's mostly about it's about them getting closer and like oh, really sure, getting to know sure, each other, sure, but sure. it's not actually like they don't date. Right. Um. Right. But yeah, no, it's interesting too because like it kind of posits that like Lana well Lana, apart from like realizing that like Clark has sort of put her on a pedestal, right. has also in a certain way idealized Clark as like a person who is depend like the dependable boy next door who's always going to be there to oh, fall back on. Which is the opposite of what Clark actually is. Right. And then she kind of has to deal with like getting, you know, getting rid of that assumption. Right. But, like, yeah, like, I think that makes a lot of sense, and, like... Sure. I don't know. There's a way in which I feel like Smallville is, like, a story about a bunch of people just, like, having ideas about who everyone else is in their head that is are not accurate <laughs> and it causing a lot of problems. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. That's... Yeah. In which everybody fails to li- live up to each other's false expectations, right. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a fair summary of the show. But yeah, so basically it's just like, I don't know, it kind of, 
it, it does deal with, like, a lot of, like, how really lonely Lana is, which, like, you know, we've talked about. Right, right. Um, but then her, you know, getting to actually be friends with people and, like, finding her own, like, drive for the talent and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's just really nice to, like... No, It's a that's... good, like... Yeah. Like... It's really satisfying. I am, I am all for, like things that center Lana's narrative. Because, yeah. like, the more we watch this, the more I am, like, indignant on her behalf. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's a, um, a good pick. Yep. So that'll do it for this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast. Dog, no! <laughs> Dog just tried to eat the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Um... Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Only 189 more episodes to go.